Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. We are back after a, I, I can't even say brief hiatus. It was a pretty long hiatus here. It was so long hiatus that I, did, I, I had to remember that I had to say that. <laughs> I go, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I'm supposed to like call back something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, welcome everybody to Stupid Sexy Podcast. We were on hiatus because, as you guys know, I launched the Nerd Table recently, and I was focusing on getting that and wrapping up Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk on CKCC Radio. And now that that is all taken care of, we can return to weekly programming for Stupid Sexy Podcast, and we will be releasing them every Friday night from here on out. So there you go. Stupid Sexy Podcast is back. What are we going to discuss this week, Dan? Uh, it would be uh, Bart the Daredevil. Ah, yes. A very, very famous episode of The Simpsons. Season 2, Episode 8. Everybody knows this episode. It's the one where Bart tries to jump Springfield Gorge. <clears throat> Everybody knows that Simpsons episode. Even people who aren't Simpsons fans know that Simpsons episode. Originally broadcast on December 6th, 1990. You ready to talk about Bart the Daredevil? Yeah. Let's do this. So, of course, on the chalkboard, Bart's writing, I will not drive the principal's car. Of course, he makes you wonder how he got in there. And the couch gag is the one where they all jump on the couch. The couch topples sideways. Because Homer's fat. Because Homer's fat. But Maggie lands perfectly center on the floor where the couch was on a cushion and continues to watch the TV. It is fat. <laughs> well, speaking of people from WCW, they're watching WCW. Actually, it's World Class Wrestling, which is WCW. Now, in 1990, WCW didn't exist yet, right? We had it was still the NWA back then, so they weren't really infringing on anything. So it was the name of the television show. <laughs> world Class Wrestling, not World Class Championship Wrestling either. And, and we have the Russian guy, who's good now. Yes, he's good because he, he's educated. But we got the bad guy who you fight in the Simpsons arcade game at the end of the first level. Yes. And freaking Lisa is making fun of Bart, saying that everybody knows pro wrestling is choreographed. And I'm like, did people know that in 1990? I think we were still in the era of disbelief then, weren't we? So we're late, so we're watching a bunch of like eight year old boys go crazy over this wrestling match as their as a younger sister is like, it's fake. Meanwhile, at the at the pub, <laughs> a bunch of grown ass men are also going crazy over this wrestling match. Yes, which is the best part because they don't know the difference. Uh that's a that's a good that's a good gag, and there's a couple of uh of returning jokes here especially because the win comes with a wrench to the back of the head for the three count and everyone throws food everybody yeah the kids throw their popcorn and the and the grown-ass men they're throwing the the crumpled up napkins yeah the cocktail napkins yeah and then that doesn't matter because it's time for commercial because this saturday 
Yeah, we got the classic, the classic uh, monster truck, <clears throat> the monster truck rally voiceover guy, who's basically yelling the whole thing. Oh, but, like, but it's two different guys, right? It's clearly two different guys doing yeah, it. Yeah, it is. One guy being recorded twice. One is, uh, and they, they're talking about all these monster trucks. Uh, the a female tractor puller, the uh, the the bikers that are dunking basketballs, and of course the the main event, which is Truckosaurus, who's already eating. You notice he's already eating the car because they recycle animation, so it's already. Truckosaurus, Tom. If you miss this, you better be dead or in jail. jail. (laughs) And if you're in jail, you should break out. (laughs) Such a great advertising. You remember that, right? Like the old monster truck ads in the 90s? Yeah. Oh, they were so friggin' great. They were so fucking hysterical. I don't remember them ever saying, and if you're in jail, you should break out. Yeah, I don't remember that either. By the way, I I love the gag that, uh, Bart Bart takes Milhouse's seat by m- convincing him to get up and turn the volume up, even though Milhouse is on the couch and Bart's on the floor. And then Homer takes Barney's seat because he got to take a piss. That's yeah. like the rule, right? If you you lose move your, your feet, you lose your seat. Move your feet, lose your seat. But then, of course, after they see the commercial, Homer drives home. Yeah, and Bart runs right to the house, <laughs> right outside the house, waiting for him. They are, they are super hype. So at dinner that night, Homer makes the announcement and gets everyone's attention, including the pets that are eating in the kitchen. Did you notice the cat was eating on the counter? Of course. I, I, have, I have problems with that. <laughs> and he's like, family, I've decided we should go to the Truckosaurus rally as a big family activity this Saturday night. Uh, but that's when Lisa's recital is. And Homer and Bart break down crying, thinking they can't go to the monster truck thing. Oh, cruel fates. <laughs> well, when is your monster truck thingy? Eight o'clock. It doesn't matter. Well, the recital's at five. So maybe Woo-hoo! We can get both. Yes. So, I also like how impatient Homer is the whole time at the recital. And they're like, oh, this is an unfinished symphony. Oh, good. That shouldn't take long. <laughs> One of a series of shows. What? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, when Skinner botches the intro, I feel like that's a throwback to Skinner doing uh, the assembly announcement from the Christmas episode in the pilot. Yes. Because remember, yes. he's botching everything he's saying. He said Sherbert instead of Schubert. Yeah, it's a Schubert. Yeah. Which, of course, later in the thing... And he's like, how long is Sherbert do? <laughs> yeah, how long does Sherbert make this? And then, of course... Uh, it's unfinished, too. It's hella long, and it's not finished, apparently. Yep. There's a, there's actually... Sometimes some of those jokes are really funny, like that they put into kids' shows, with that, you know, the joke is for the grown-up. Like, I noticed this, and... You know the... Uh, there, there's an episode of Rugrats when Stu has to go get a job, and Tommy's upset that uh, his dad won't be home to work to be with him anymore. And one of the one of the gags is Stu is Stu is a uh, Didi's giving Stu shit about how he can't finish his like his bubble maker machine, and he's like, "Hey, Didi, did Mozart's wife bug him about how long it took him to finish his requiem?" She's like, "Uh, Stu, Mozart died without finishing his requiem." 
Oh, that's a bad example. I always love when they throw a joke like that into a show that you know is meant for the grown-ups. Not like the uh, like the adult joke, like in Animaniacs, which, by the way, the reboot just happened and it's amazing. But you know what I, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, oh, that joke is clearly for the adults, and I appreciate it. it doesn't have to be dirty; it's just something that a kid's not going to get. That kids probably don't even know who Mozart is watching Rugrats. So, my favorite part though is when. Todd is Flanders is doing his violin solo and Ned just starts crying. He's like, my son. And Homer's like, oh, come on, Ned. He's not that bad. <laughs> uh, freaking, freaking love uh, the Homer stuff. And then, of course, at the big finale, they, they pan to the crowd and Homer's pointing at his watch. And as they're all bowing, he rips Lisa off the stage, but lets her curtain call real quick. But she reached him, Dan. <laughs> Tell us about Homer's drive to the arena. <laughs> so he's going as fast as possible on the highway to the arena. But he's uh, he's honking the horn. Which is the funny thing is it's all one town, but it feels like this town is massive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they're on a highway and they're driving for a while on a highway to get to the stadium. And Lisa's just like, I reached him. I reached him. But they're late. There's no parking spaces. And Marge. And Marge. Marge. Yeah, Marge. This is all Marge. Maybe I think there's a spot over here. Yeah. And he just pulls into the arena. And he gets stuck (laughs) in the mud. And a Truckasaurus. (laughs) Which means they were either really late or Truckasaurus was the opener. I think he, when you have like a, a thing like that, he comes out, does a small thing to start, and then the big shit is at the end. Yeah. Well, I had a I went to a monster truck rally years ago, and they had two of the transformer robots that have the fight. And I remember they were the mid act. It was like we we do some monster trucks, then here come the dirt bike guys, then the then like. I think the monsters were like the post-intermission thing. So maybe they missed the first half, or maybe what you're saying is right. But again, that was the only time I ever saw the transforming monsters, so I have no idea. It was definitely not at the end, because they come back and watch the rest of the show. So Right, right. And of course, my favorite part is the guys like, there doesn't appear to be any frame damage. And then when they're driving home, there's clearly a shit ton of frame damage. Like the whole frame is just bent up. Those of us here at Truckasaurus are real sorry, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most half-assed half bottle of domestic champagne. <laughs> now, go go enjoy the show. <clears throat> also, there's no arena control a- anyway because there's clearly people in the car and nobody's stopping the act. So, imagine being in that crowd and witnessing, like, a family just dying. But... Apparently, these people have pretty weak stomachs, which we're going to see later. Because the real main event is a surprise for the folks. The greatest daredevil ever, Lance Murdoch, who appears in a ring of fire and then immediately has to be hosed down. And he's like, folks, I'm going to jump over a tank filled with all kinds of dangerous creatures. Sharks, electric eels, piranhas, alligators, a lion, which is just hysterical. And now a drop of human blood, so they all go into a frenzy. So despite the earlier Truckasaurus incident, 
Nobody can bear to watch Lance Murdoch do this stunt except for Bart. Except for Bart, who informed everybody. He made it! And they all start cheering. And of course, the the, the funniest part about it is how Murdoch climbs up the ramp to celebrate and then just falls in. And almost dies anyway. And he crawls his way out, and as soon as he's about to climb out, (laughs) the lion gets him. The lion gets him. And then he gets pulled out. And he he puts the thumbs up. He's okay, folks. He's okay, folks. And then on the drive home... Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like the drive home was long enough for Bart to actually fall asleep in the car, right? So it's not just around the corner. As he's like actively thinking about becoming... It's that long, right? So it feels like it's like where I grew up, but it's all one city somehow, right? Where like I grew up 20, 30 minutes from anything like that. Like we would drive over 30 minutes to go to an event like that. Right, but it's you're still like... It's still in but the same I would spot. Not, I would not be in the same town. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, that's the thing about these these fictional towns is like they're they're always conveniently they always conveniently have everything, but then they're also like they're not like a major city somehow. Like Springfield has a yeah. full downtown with skyscrapers, but it's not really I mean, like, yeah, Springfield has a humongous stadium. Yeah. But it's only good enough for a triple-A baseball team. Yeah, exactly. Because of the power plant, is the pa- the power plant funds them. So, But Shelbyville next door has a pro team, too, as a triple-A team. So there you go. It's What are you going to – yeah, there's a – I mean, that's kind of like how I grew up. There was another triple-A team an hour and a half away. <laughs> yeah. There was the there was the three the three teams on I-90 in New York. It was the Syracuse team, a Rochester team, and a – buffalo team and we would have like the throughway series or whatever and they would have special statistics for the matches between those three teams of course bart tells his dad dad i want to be a daredevil when i grow up and he goes <laughs> kids say the dumbest crap so bart attempts his very first stunt to jump over his parents car with millhouse lewis and richard watching he fails miserably and gets hurt and his friends do the classic thing where they just bail on him it's like, ooh, we got hurt. Ooh, real bad. We should get out of here. Yes. <laughs> so, Dr. Hibbert thinks he can teach Bart a lesson. He's like, all right, kids, let me show you uh, this ward here, which are all children who've been hurt by imitating stuff. Like, this boy tried to fly like Superman while he's reading a Superman comic. And then you see a kid with his head bandaged up. He's like... And this kid's brother attacked him with a wrench mimicking a recent pro wrestling match. I'm like, that's a good callback. (laughs) My favorite line is when he goes, I won't even subject you to the horrors of our three stooges ward. But of course, Bart Bart does the half-ass thing where he's just like, I learned a real lesson, Dr. Hibbert. Thank you. And you just tell Hibbert knows he's full of shit. Like, he's just like, "Mm," when he shakes his hand. This is the official debut of, of, of Hibbert as Hibbert. Yeah. Part of the trivia. So, uh, of course, Bart doesn't learn a lesson. So, he attempts to jump over the car again. Does and it. And he succeeds, and now he's got the, the itch. So he dives over a swimming pool. Would you notice that Nelson's in the pool? Like, right yes. under where he dives? Yes. 
he dives over a bunch of brave animals, which is really dumb. Which all look derpy as hell if you pay attention <laughs> to them. Yeah, because, again, this is season two animation. I was like, you know, I'm going to look at the animals for once in my life and watching this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're so... Well, do you remember that freaking crowd scene from Homer's Odyssey where people weren't even drawn like real people? Like, I get that season two cleaned up their animation, but still not not as much as they could have, right? Large group shots, you just need colored blurs. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he dives over Homer on his hammock, who doesn't even realize what's happening. Oh, hey, kids. Oh, hey, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks. And then... He's he gets bored though, because you know there's there's just no challenge for me. What am I gonna do? And that's when they arrive at their field trip to Springfield Gorge, and of course you know Otto. I bet you could throw a dead body in there. No one ever find it. Otto, I'm gonna jump this gorge on my skateboard. Uh, well, Bart, is the only adult here? I think I should say something. And what does he say, Dad? It's freaking cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Otto's all into this. So on the and bus, then they look down in a convenient, <laughs> exactly shaped like a skate ramp. Yup, it's right in front of them. Yup, and a convenient place to hopefully land if you make it. Yup. So I like how the bus mic is for emergencies only, but Otto's just rocking into it. He's just doing the doot 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 to his music. The doot doot doots exactly. Can I use the mic? Sorry, Bart, dudes, for emergencies only. But I want to announce my jump on my gorge. Oh, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. uh, This Saturday, I'm going to jump Springfield Gorge on my skateboard. More than likely, I'm going to plunge to my horrible death. See you all there. See you there. (laughs) (laughs) And And then this freaks out Lisa, who's like, I need to show you somebody. Yeah, so she brings him to meet Lance Murdoch, the world's greatest daredevil. And, of course, as soon as... Oh, yeah. Well, first he gets the autograph. Oh, no. Well, first, first he thing he does, he gives, him, he gives him the thumbs up and it breaks, breaks his last bone that's not broken. Well, that's all of them. Yeah, I've broken that thumb hundreds of times. <laughs> so, how about an autograph? Nurse? He does, puts the pen in his lips. And he writes, To Bart, thank you for visiting me. He writes You're... a very long for And it's just a big scribble. Thanks, Lance. <clears throat> My brother wants to jump Springfield Gorge on a skateboard. Nurse, leave me alone with the youngins. Now, son, let me just say, good for you. <laughs> and he's like, just remember, bones heal, chicks dig scars, and the United States has the best doctor to daredevil ratio in the world. <laughs> so, of course, does. I imagine. And he's like, by the way, time for another benefit of being here. Time for my sponge bash. Nurse, and he does the lips again. It's an animation recycle, but it makes for a really funny joke. So. Of course, now, what's Lisa going to do? She has to basically... Tell mom and dad. Yeah, she basically has to narc on him, because she's like, if something were happened, you know, even if you died or something, despite the extra As much as I'd appreciate the extra attention... (laughs) Yeah! I'll miss you. (laughs) And what kind of sucks is like, of course, Bart is about to sneak out and Homer catches him and actually has a pretty nice heart to heart with him that Bart kind of goes for. He even tells him, he goes, this isn't a phony bony apology. 
that I don't expect you to keep. If you don't do this, I'm never going to believe anything you say again. So he leaves anyway. Yep. Is after Homer is just like, yeah, I reached him. Bart just skateboards by the window. And of course, Nelson's like, where is he? Oh, he's doing this for the attention. <laughs> what a showman. Bart shows up. He's got a cape on. He's uh, He does some showboating for the crowd and then gets into position. What's funny, you notice the irony here, Dan, is that if he didn't do all that showboating before he actually got up there, he would have actually done the jump. Because Homer yes. would have been too late. <clears throat> and Homer's like, hey, you want to throw the old pig team? No! Oh! <laughs> so, of course, Homer makes it just in time to ruin the jump. And they have a big, another big heart-to-heart where Homer's like, all right, fine, forget it. I'm going to have to do the jump myself. It's the only way it's going to teach you. And that's what makes Bart realize, and they, they share a moment together. And Homer, of course, goes down the ramp. And, and he makes a jump, and he's like, wait a second. I'm going to make it. This is going to be awesome! <laughs> and then he, ah, he just plummets. <clears throat> and the, iron, the ironic part, again, is because he almost made it and collided with the side, that's probably why he survived. Falls to the bottom. Skateboard hits him in the head. And then they pull. This is one of my favorite... One of my favorite jokes that could that would never happen classic, in real life, but it's so because he's just they're just hitting his head every, while they're bringing him out on the stretcher. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, airlifting him out from there. They, airlifting him out, he hits his head almost on everything on the way up. <laughs> they load him into the ambulance. The ambulance then proceeds to crash directly into a tree. He pops out the back and falls back down the gorge. It's so great. It's such a classic gag. Would never happen in real life, but it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> and of course, Homer happens to have the same room as Lance Murdoch in the closing line is, you think you've got it tough, try raising my kids. And it just ends. It just ends. <laughs> it's the best ending, too. It's a Brad Bird episode, by the way. Of Pixar fame. So, of course, it's friggin' you, it, it's quality. It is an all-time classic Simpsons episode, by far. Absolutely by far. It's, uh, everybody knows this episode. Everybody's seen this episode. Everybody knows the joke. But I think it still holds up. I think even today, this this episode still holds up. So now let's do some Bart the Daredevil trivia. <clears throat> Matt Groening has stated in interviews and commentaries that his favorite scene in the show's history is Homer's fall down the gorge at the end of the episode. Uh, in the Simpsons movie, w- the ambulance that's carrying Homer is apparently still crashed in the tree at the gorge when they go to the gorge. I'll have to rewatch that and notice that. And that, yes, this is Matt Groening's all-time favorite episode of The Simpsons. The first of a few rare times that Homer and Bart share a cry together. That's pretty sweet. In the original script, Hibbert was a woman named Julia Hibbert who they named after Julius Sweeney. Hibbert was the last name through marriage at the time. When the Fox Network moved The Simpsons to primetime on Thursdays to compete against The Cosby Show, the writing staff instead decided to make Hibbert a parody of Bill Cosby's character, Dr. Cliff Huxtable. So we almost had... 
a Julia Hibbert, but instead we got Julius Hibbert instead. I don't know if that would have been better or worse, but the giggling Hibbert character is pretty classic. So, maybe it did work out better that way. The, uh, the moment of Bart appearing is based on Sheriff Ali's entrance in Lawrence of Arabia. They even use the music. Uh, the actual stunt is a parody of Evil Knievel's Death Defiers from January 31st, 1977. Because Evil Knievel himself sustained severe injuries in a motorcycle practice jump over a swimming pool that was going to be filled with sharks. So who jumped the shark first, Fonzie or Evil Knievel? Or did Evil Knievel never jump a shark at all? The music video for Do the Bartman premiered shortly after this episode's first broadcast. I have that, that on a cassette tape, by the way, Simpsons Sing the Blues. Go, going way back here. Uh, syndication does cut Homer's second fall down the gorge. Eh. I don't think that's, uh, that's a big loss there. It's funny, but it doesn't, you don't need to see it the second time. I, I think it's funnier the, the first time. The, uh, the credits of the episode use the arrangement of the theme from the first season's opener as, as, as opposed to the, uh, the second one, which is kind of interesting. And then for our final piece of trivia, because the rest of the trivia is just kind of eh, Robosaurus was the inspiration for Truckosaurus. And that does it, Bart the Daredevil. So Stupid Sexy Podcast is back, folks. And next week we're going to review Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, another very classic episode of The Simpsons. One of the best episodes of the second season, too, by the way. And, and it's actually an episode that's still relevant to this day because it tackles the issue of cartoon violence. Still something that people are talking about. And over-censorship. And over-censorship, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a really good episode. That will be next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I won't do all of our plugs this week. We'll get back to plugs next week, but really quickly... Just so you guys are aware, Dan Peck is joining the Nerd Table full-time, starting with our next episode airing this Monday. So make sure you guys check that out. Until then, this has been Chris and Dan with the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Take us out, Dan. Just like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs>